Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome back to Working at the Wheel. Guess what? We are in a new series starting right now. The time has come for our new series that we're calling Doctrinal Dictionary. So we're really diving in today uh, with some awesome guests that I have around me, looking at theology and how theology can really relate to our walk with Jesus. So we just got out of our identity theft series, uh, which talked a lot about where we're putting our identity, where we're putting our faith. And I think this is a great way to follow up that series, um, talking a little bit about theology. So without further ado, I will introduce uh, the people next to me here. So first off, we have the one and only Dylan Hendrickson. How's it going, Dylan? Welcome back. Second time on Working at the Wheel. Yeah, it feels pretty good. Second semester is rolling around. Second time on the podcast. And finally, my podcast team co-host, Miss Elena Lotto. How's it going, Elena? Hey, it's going pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. And actually, Elena, I'd love to have you start out this podcast just talking a little bit about what our content team and our podcast team's vision was. Um, we're coming up with this series, this topic, um, and really the need to talk about this. Yeah, for sure. So we kind of wanted to delve into the whole um, idea of like doctrine um, and theology, which can sound very threatening. And there's a lot of different interpretations of those things. Um, so I'll spare the details. But um, basically, kind of the goal of it is to, to see God rightly and to see ourselves rightly, um, meaning that we're coming into agreement with the way that God sees us. Um, mm, and so yeah. like that's really like the heart of what like we want to present um, rather than dividing this into like, okay, how is Calvinist theology different than like, you know, whatever. Like, it's not supposed to be like, here's all the different camps, choose a camp. It's um, going to be a lot more about like, what does this relate to um, with like my faith with Jesus? How is theology used? What does that fuel? Um, and more of like the basics in that sense. Yeah, I think going off that too, um, I think we're just like, we're blessed with like just having like the Bible at hand, basically like, like having like, so like it available to us, especially here in like the United States, like we're able to just read and like learn and dive into like knowing about like what God did and like in the Old Testament and then like in the perspective of like Paul or um, like in or Matthew, Mark or, you know, like all those guys. And it, we could just see like what they saw basically and like how, how like Jesus walked around on earth at a time. Um, and it's like, it's different for us because like, you know, we, we never experienced like the sight of Jesus here on earth as like a human. So like the fact that we like have that ability to just read and study because like some of these books, they're not crazy long, but like if you take a look at like Romans in the new Testament, you could spend weeks, months, even years just looking at Romans, like one of these books in the Bible. And it's just crazy, like how much you can take away from that. Yeah, I think as students, the thought of um, added education is really daunting, even let alone heavy, deep education about God. You know, there has been multiple times in my faith walk where I've been like, oh, I was supposed to read this book for action group or for discipleship. And I was like, but I have so many other things already to read. Like, I, like I'm exhausted of learning, you know, and I think as students, we can get tied down in that. Um, but I also think that it is our obligation as children of God to continue to educate ourselves about God, about um, 
his doctrine and, and about the things that we're professing and that we're potentially sharing with people. So I think that's, that's really why we see and value education as, as so important um, when it comes to our relationship with God. And, you know, you, you think about that. You think about how often we say we want to have a relationship with God. We usually don't dive into a relationship with someone unless you know them. Like even in a person-to-person perspective on this earth, you know, if you're pursuing a significant other, it's usually not instantly, yes, we have this wonderful relationship, we know each other so well. It's like, no, you have to, you have to go through that time, you have to go through that development and learn about each other. And I think the same goes with God. It's, um, it's a one-time belief, but it's a continued growth and learning when it comes to our relationship with him. Yeah. And jumping off that, Vicki, I think what's so key about theology is that it sets culture going forward. Um, like I know of like some examples and like this is more specific, so I'm not going to get into this entirely. But like there's been specific instances of even translations of the Bible um, referring to like God's sovereignty that have set culture for better or for worse um, moving forward. Um, and so just thinking about like it is actually like not like a weight that we need to carry, but it's definitely like a responsibility um, in a sense. And also that responsibility though, shouldn't be fueled by fear of like, what if I don't know, but that should be fueled by this fascination with Jesus and just loving him. Um, And the more that we learn about him, the more in love we should be. And I think like, that's like the direction um, that, that leads to healthy theology um, application in our life is when it's fueling uh, our love and fascination with Jesus Um, especially like as we study through like the Old Testament and we learn about like even like the Levitical law and how Jesus has fulfilled that law instead of just simply abolishing it um, and learning how he's fulfilled it like that makes us be like wow like I can't believe you even did that that's so radical like you know Um, and that just like spurs on our faith even more I think so yeah for sure and I think that's a great segue into um, how we really want to approach this series intro as a whole is really defining the difference between um, knowledge and faith and how there's necessity for both of them but how they're definitely different Uh, there's a difference in how it goes into that relationship part of it you know we can know god we can marvel him we can be a you know level of fan to god that some of us swifties are out there but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're interacting with him or that we're experiencing everything to the fullest extent that we can with him because god is alive like god is with us every single day interacting with us and if we're just standing back in um, learning about him, but not wanting to pursue that interaction, then then that's the big difference. And um, I think if anyone would want to like dive more into that, um, I think that's where we kind of want to go next uh, with this with this series intro. Yeah. So like with me, especially like I have only been a believer for mm, probably like all of the time I've been in college majority. So like going in and even like thinking about like when asked to do this podcast, I was like, I, I, I don't know a lot about theology. I have yet to read a lot of books of the Bible um, and am unaware of pl- plenty of things. But like with me, especially like Jordan said, Jordan does disciple me. And I was discipled again last year 
by Jason Horton, who's been on the podcast plenty of times. And like I've used those outlets to go and learn about like God and Jesus and what they, what he did for us. But at the same time, like I don't think you truly get to know until you are, it's just you and God. It's just you and him, whether it's in prayer or it's in word. It's just like you, like for me, it has been those moments where I'm just alone and just trying to build that connection and feel like get to know him personally. Where is that's where I feel like my faith has grown, grown the most, especially like using the Bible as a resource to, to just get to know him and like what he did. And also like using like I'll use Jordan again as a great example. Jordan has been studying like this, like Christianity and, and everything um for years now. And he knows plenty of stuff. And there's a lot of other people on um, staff are very knowledgeable with um, theology. So going to them about questions I may have is probably my best resource, especially being here on campus, because sometimes like I just don't know who to go to about these certain questions. Um, You know, I'm not just going to pull up my phone and call my local pastor. I mean, I could totally do that. But calling Jordan is pretty cool because sometimes we'll get Culver's. But that's just like how it is. And it's just like using these resources to just finally like take it in with like me and God has been able to just further my like knowledge and understanding of him and who he like who he is. Yeah, definitely, Dylan. Um, I think that like all of that um, can be almost summarized in First Corinthians 8, 1 through 3 um, that says not now about food sacrifice to idols. We know that we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Those who think they know something do not yet know as they ought to know, but whoever loves God is known by God. Um, and so just like you said, like spending those moments alone with God in the secret place, in the quiet place, just hearing from him um, and, and being built up in love rather than just simply knowledge um, is like how we balance that pendulum of like, am I knowing too much just knowledge, head facts about God, or am I actually experiencing God, tasting and seeing God in my life? Um, And so like on a personal anecdote, like this literally was last night for me, I was just spending some time with the Lord and like feeling like pretty overwhelmed, pretty stressed coming into um, like my space with the Lord. And then like one of the things he just like was speaking over me was just like, wow, like I love like your hunger for me. I love your your curiosity and just how much you long to like see more of the shores of me and just like see more of what I have to offer. Like I love your fascination with me and just like hearing him speak those words over me made me like want to melt in the secret place and just like experiencing like that kind of level of like connection with him is like what he wants for everyone. And so I think some people are like, wow, like that's so cool that that happens for you, but that could never happen to me. And I just want to call out the lie in that of like, no, God died to like have a personal relationship with everyone and at an intimate level. And we need to position ourselves um, to be able for that to happen, of course. But I, it's never like he's like rooting against intimacy with us. Like he would never not want that. That is like the desire of his heart that like we're longing to see like happen. And so 
um, yeah, like as it relates to like theology, the, the more that we agree with God and see ourselves rightly through his eyes and that we see him rightly, um, I think that that just kind of eliminates the whole like I'm being built up too much in knowledge without knowing him. Um, but like we're just allowing that to intersect with love to build up our faith. Yeah, something that you said, Elena, that really stuck with me was kind of the idea of head knowledge versus heart knowledge. And I think that's a great way to summarize all of this is not all knowledge that sits in our head do we truly believe and are passionate about. Let me tell you this, I'm in a nutri class right now. Elena's going to yell at me for this, but I can't stand it. And literally <laughs> as soon as the exam happens, all the knowledge leaves my brain. All of it. I couldn't, re- I couldn't recite any of the knowledge of the past two exams to you because it's just not what I'm passionate about. I think the same thing goes for when we're learning about God is there needs to be kind of that extra level of retention from the journey from the head to the heart. And I'm kind of quoting United Pursuit in this when, when in their worship song that's called Head to the Heart. And um, the chorus goes, from the head to the heart, you take me on a journey of letting go and getting lost in you. And I think when you think about knowledge, knowledge has structure to it. Knowledge has a plan, it has check boxes, it has everything that you're kind of just going on a timeline and of a line. But when you are fully immersed in the love of God, you are lost. You're getting lost in God. You're letting go of everything and you're just truly living there and being still. And, and I love what Dylan and Elena both reference as a secret place. Um, I love that idea because I think we can get lost in this secret place with God um, and going to that extra level of retention from our head to our heart that makes that connection from knowledge to our faith. I think that's one of like the biggest tell signs um, about like the puffing up of knowledge is like, man, what do we see as like a resemblance to what the Pharisees um, were doing in Jesus's time and just like the hypocrisy. Um, there's not a, a shared expression of love. Like everything is not about love. It's it's pretty much about self. Um, and so I think, yeah, being wary of like that is like a consequence of just being puffed up with knowledge and not knowing love and like becoming love and like letting our light shine before all men. Um, and so off of that, like, I also want to make the point of, like, the Pharisees were kind of considered, like, the elites um, in Jesus's time. Um, and there was actually, I think there was four factions, if I remember. It was, like, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Zealots, and something else. I don't remember quite what the fourth one is. But point being, like, there's, like, all these, like, different factions, the divisions, like Jordan was referencing. And, and we see that in the church because of different theology. Like, we see all these different churches, all these different beliefs. Um, but the one point, like, I really do want to make about, like, the religious elite um, is that theology should be accessible to everyone because God died for everyone. Um, and so if our, if our theology is only applicable when we gain favor amongst men or um, we're in a position of power, that's probably a sign of some inaccurate theology along the line somewhere, um, whatever that looks like. And so I want I want to be wary of that idea because I really do think that for somebody who doesn't have access to a Bible, who doesn't have access, um, you know, to some theology book or whatever, like that isn't really like fair if it was based on those things and like the lord obviously knows like the positions of many and he says like blessed are the poor blessed are the weary like blessed are those like who like 
don't have these things and I will freely give them. Like if you ask me for wisdom, I will freely give it. Like we learn that in James um, and we see like that he doesn't show favoritism also in James. Um, and so like thinking about like that idea of like, OK, so whenever I start getting too much up in my head about things, I start thinking about like, would this be applicable to anyone anywhere in any circumstance? Because that's how God operates. Um, and like that's that's why we are also so dependent on the spirit. Like, that's why that's such a big piece of everything. And if we leave him out of our theology and just are thinking about knowledge, like one, we're not becoming love because we can't become love without the spirit. And two, um, we're just not, <laughs> we're not embracing everything the Lord would have for us um, on his ability. We're actually still trying to do it out of our own ability. And I believe that he's called us to rest um, as symbolized through Jesus now seated at the right hand of God. Yeah, and I feel like it's all like, one thing I'm big on is just kind of hearing both like uh, different opinions. Like I, 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 I just find it fascinating just to sit down and listen and to just form my own opinion. And I feel like growing involves listening to like different opinions. I found like, um, so high point church does a podcast, um, called the optive theology podcast. And on one of the episodes, episode 19, if anybody's interested, they brought on two different pastors, one being Nick Gibson, who is the pastor of High Point Church and also the pastor of City Church here in Madison, Tom Flaherty. Um, and they just sat down and talked about, like, just different views. And in throughout the whole thing, like, they, they definitely had different opinions, but that didn't deteriorate their friendship that they have or just, like, the, the ability to just meet together and hang out and talk because that's where we grow and that's where we learn, I feel like, different opinions and different views of the Lord. Yeah, so good. And I think as we uh, start to wrap up this series intro, I think this was just a really great time of kind of casting vision to what these next couple of episodes are going to look like um, and kind of defining the dictionary, right? So, so we're looking to do a dictionary type series, but we had to get some definitions out of the way to even do that. Um, so we really encourage everybody um, to keep listening to this. If this is something that was completely new to you, then great. And even if it's something that you feel super passionate about, we still really encourage you to listen along. Um, and as Elena said before, we don't want this series to be, you're wrong, I'm right, here's my theology, learn it. Yeah, totally. We want this series to be about talking about the importance of education and the importance of what we're truly believing and professing so that we can do the ultimate call of making disciples of Jesus Christ in the best way that we possibly could. Um, so yeah, I, I think even if anybody else has anything to add quickly, um, that would be awesome. Otherwise, um, I know Elena is part of our content team on the podcast, and I think she's going to give us a sneak preview into what is to come in the next coming episodes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think uh, I just want to summarize from our conversation today nicely that um, I think John Mark Pantana, if you guys have listened to his music or read his book, he is really awesome and just um, teaching about grace. And one of the chapters in his book um, is like called like, I don't know, like, I think it's yeah, I don't know anything. And um, it's just like the more that we're kind of in Christian culture and like around um, theology things and like hearing all these different opinions, sometimes it's really overwhelming. And like, we just don't always know what to make of it. Mm -hmm. um, and so at the end of the day, if you get anything out of this, I hope that it pushes you um, to just love Jesus more and just want to know him more. Like, that's the only thing that we really want to know. And just so studying him, um, 
becoming love, like go back to the basics, um, those top tier priority issues, those are things to really, really spend like our efforts on. And like, you know, when it comes down to it, like even if like we don't know everything, like that's okay. Um, But like we've talked about earlier in this podcast, just wanting to know him, like that's the goal. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as we move into our next few episodes for this series um those are some of the things that like we're going to help walk through um with just like loving god more um and so one of those is understanding um the terminology of sinner saved by grace versus i was a sinner and now am saved by grace um and thinking about those um ideas um just with what that identity looks like put on um as we get covered in our identity theft series um previously but now like okay what does that mean with the theology what where do we get all these ideas from would be some of our focus um and just how from the garden to the cross it's always been a love story Mm -hmm. um and so that's something we want to talk about and then also just what it means to um get out of our seats um, off of spectator Christianity and get in the game um, with the Great Commission by walking in the power and authority of the Holy Spirit and just kind of identifying where some of those ideas come from. And so those are a couple of things that you can come to look forward to. I hope that you guys um, keep following along with this series, um, that you enjoy it. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, we really appreciate all the amazing things that you've added once again with with. And Dylan, your second time on. Elena, this is like your third or fourth time on. So um, always new things to add, always new depth, depths to reach. So we appreciate you being on. But other than that, that's it for us here on Working at the Wheel. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and stay tuned for our new series coming up, the first episode that is not our series intro. will be next week. So we'll talk to you then. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, guys.